we've got podcasting. Just funny as hell. This is all over again. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. Yeah, boy! Only on 957therock.com. The 10th anniversary of the iPad mm. is today, Shaw. The iPad turns 10. Mm. And I still don't have one. Steve Jobs unveiled the original model January 27, 2010. I never had an iPad. Mm-mm, me either. I had an iPod. I had that first generation one, which was like 18 pounds. <laughs> I've got a couple for the stations, yeah. and I've got a number of them at my house. I'm sure. But here we go. Fact or bull crap? iPad edition, Shaw. What do you know about the iPad? Nothing. I know nothing about the iPad. All right. Well, then, how to use one. Then, then this it's, should be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fact or bull crap? In the first year, Apple sold over 15 million iPads. Is that fact or bullcrap? 15 million in a year? Uh, 15, one five. And I'll say fact. Hoo-ah! They sold about uh, 300,000 on the first day and 15 million in the first nine months. Wow. So Those people wanted one. They really did. They really, really did. Fact or bullcrap? iPad edition on the 10th anniversary of the iPad. Uh, the first iPad was unveiled more than 10 years after the first iPod was revealed. Or released, I should say. 10 years? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think that's about right. I'll say fact. Uh, Not quite. First iPod came out October 23rd of 2001. Okay. And just over eight years before mm. uh, the iPads came out. So almost. Back to bullcrap. iPad edition on the anniversary of the iPad's release. 2012, Apple started selling a smaller iPad mini. He's for girls. <laughs> uh, and a larger version called the MaxiPad. Is <laughs> That's not true. Is that factor bullcrap? I'm going to call bullcrap on that one. Hoo-ah! <laughs> maxi pad. That's when the first mini came out, but there's never been something called the maxi pad. No. Uh, the first version with a bigger screen was the iPad Pro in 2015. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you watch any of SNL? Hosted I, by Adam Driver? I didn't, know. They He he played a, a dad, and the daughters were all in the basement having a little sleepover. And he went downstairs, and there was a problem with someone flushing uh, giant maxi pads, right, 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 and right, the toilet right. blew up, and the electric, and then like, it, I won't give it all away, but you got to watch, watch it. It's it. very funny, okay. very funny. Uh, you got that one right, Shaw. So nice job. Back to bullcrap. iPad edition. Over half of Americans over the age of fifty now own an iPad or tablet device. Is that fact or bullcrap? Over half over the age of fifty. Yep. I will say bullcrap. Uh, <laughs> a new report from ARP. You're an ARP mm-hmm. member, aren't you? Uh, not no. Last week, I've found been that fifty-two percent of people over fifty now own one, mm-hmm. including ten yep. percent who bought one last year. My mother-in-law, has my eighty-two-year-old mother has something like that. I don't yeah. know, yeah. some kind of thing to do Tablet stuff, and Kindle or something. Yeah, you can get on the internet, check mm-hmm. photos and Facebooks and all that. Yep. So one more, Shaw. Try to finish strong yeah, here. Right. Back to bullcrap. iPad edition here on the it. morning sickness. You can do it, Shaw. I got faith in you. The second iPad, called the iPad Two, yeah. came out less than a year after the original was released. Is that fact or bullcrap? I can believe that. I'll say fact. Got to make that money, man. Got to make that cheddar. The original iPad officially went on sale April of 2010. The next model with a better camera and processor came out the following mm-hmm. March. So just you never buy the year. first one. Right. No, always wait for the kinks to get worked out. <laughs> never always. buy the first one. Buy oh, the like, second. Like DVD Sorry. players, you know, when DVD players started becoming a thing and they were like $800. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm not spending 800 bucks on a freaking DVD player. And then you waited and the, like the price went down. They got better and smaller and sleeker and nicer mm-hmm. and worked better and all that stuff. So, yeah. Now you can get one for like five bucks at the dollar Pretty store. Yeah, that's true. Yes. <laughs> we had a, a job shadow last week. Remember her from high school? Banana bread, yeah. And we went upstairs and, you know, we have a lot of great technology down here on this floor, but we right. went upstairs to the conference room Ooh. and we walked in and she VHS goes, tapes. oh my God, how old is that television? Because it has the built-in <laughs> VHS. VHS, yeah. VHS right? And I'm like, well, we should probably update things up here. <laughs> is it on a cart that we can wheel around? Oh my the gosh, other I'm like, we don't even use that. Why do we have that? I forgot we had that. Again, we j- I, I've said this to Big Daddy Know It All. Let's just get a couple of big dumpsters. We'll put them out here on 2nd Street, and then we'll just throw everything in them because there's so much garbage in this building. Well, it was so just much. funny because it was took a, her to say, whoa, is that a relic or what <laughs> for me to go, oh yeah. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. Went over the Monday morning throwback, Shaw. Taking a look back at uh, some of the stuff that happened in our past over the last, uh, what, 13 years or so that we've been doing this show together, Mm -hmm. the three of us. Last week, we took a look at your uh, problem with bacon. Yeah, you did that on a day when I wasn't at work, so I couldn't uh, defend myself. You don't have to defend yourself. There's no defending 
the fact that you only eat one strip of bacon at a time and that you cook a limited number of strips of bacon and then reseal the package and put it back in your fridge mm-hmm. like some kind of psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I made three strips of bacon this weekend because Hannah was home. This week we uh, decided to take a look back to when I had a, uh, a moped. The first moped. The Green Monster. Yeah, the Green Monster, which got pimped out. Uh, we did Man Up My Moped with Unique Edge. And uh, if you want to hear the in, the clip in its entirety of when Lori Morton Lockley backed over my moped, Ugh. who, by the way, was the second, second person that did it. I didn't remember Lori. I, I remember, remember you guys talking Kearns. about putting a big giant flag on it so that people could see it in the rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. That's right. Kearns drove off, didn't even tell me. Like, no, he I told know. me the next day. Lori at least texted me and said, hey, I, I ran I over remember, your moped. I remember when Kearns hit that. <laughs> After all those months of picking he up her daughter at school for her. It, it left. He no yeah. cares. No, get out of here. Didn't give a didn't single places to go. Nope. Did not the bluff out. side was calling his name. Yeah, he had golf to go He had play. something else to do. He didn't care Speaking at all. Speaking of that moped, funny story. So we did this big, giant promotion with the moped, right? Obviously, we're doing it in the summertime when we're giving away the bike for the 95 days of summer. This was when the barn was still down there at the fest grounds. So the end of summer bash was at the barn. Mm -hmm. And Unique Edge wanted to display the moped to show off their ability to do things, right? Mm -hmm. So we had them all set up down there. This is nitrous and all that Right. They put a nitrous boost in it. They put a big giant air horn in this thing. There was diamond plating on the floorboard. They put lights underneath it. So it had ground effects. There was a, yeah, they had the sticker. Yeah, from uh, Maximum Overdrive, Uh the truck, you know. Um, it was pimped out. They put those iron cross mirrors on it, That's which right. are really cool. Um, so anyways, I'm driving the moped down there the day of the end of summer oh, bash. I- my wife is driving my truck with our dogs in it. I don't remember how this all, what was going on at the time, but the dogs are in the truck. Yep. She's following me. I go behind the city brewery, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. on front street here. Yep. Shop, and there's a light rain that day. There's a mist. And as I'm going across the train tracks, which are not straight across the road, right? They're kind of at an angle. And I've got tiny little moped tires, yeah. right? So I'm concerned, like, that I might get, you know, you know, tire wedged in there or something might happen. So I kind of half turn as I'm going over. And the rear tire just said, nope. And it went out. <laughs> and it slipped out from underneath me. And I, I fell over and skidded about 20 feet. And, of course, my I'm wife's just- my wife's right behind me. I have no helmet on, no gear. I'm wearing shorts and a T-shirt because I'm an idiot. And I go, I go sliding across the pavement. You know, I'm only going 20 miles an hour. It's not a big deal. But my wife, of course, slams on the brakes. The yes. dogs goes crashing into the the <laughs> dash of the truck. She gets out. She's oh freaking God. out. So whatever. We minor damage, thankfully. Uh, knock on wood to the moped. As I'm trying to bring it down to show it off, right. like, hey, look at the Bad great timing. job Unique Edge did. Oh, by the way, I dumped the thing. Uh, the other funny part of that story was, so we get it down there to the fest grounds. We give away the bike. We're having some beers afterwards with the guys from Unique Edge. And they asked me if I had tried the nitrous boost, mm-hmm. which I had not. I said, I don't know, man. I don't really know how I feel about trying to, you know, hit this thing, uh, you know. And boy, did I tell you what happened on the way here? <laughs> well, they knew. I mean, like, yeah, I, I had told no. them about that. But so they the, the nitrous boost thing had, like, a, a trigger, right? So you had to, like, open the top and then press the trigger um, in order to... Put it in overdrive. Yes. Right. So we get this thing up on the kickstand, right? And we're standing around. We're drinking some beers. We get it up on the kickstand. We start the engine. We're running it. We're revving it. We open up the nitrous. We hit the fire button. And that thing starts screaming. <laughs> it goes like nuts. And we tip, the, we tip the moped back so that the rear tire caught on mm-hmm. the pavement. And it shot the stupid ass moped like <laughs> ten feet in the air, <laughs> and we're, we're trying to hold on to the handlebars while this thing's like pew! It like took off like a spaceship. Oh, it was such a bad. I'm so glad I didn't try that when I was riding it. There would have right. been a certain. Accident. You would have gone ten oh, feet yeah. in the air. Oh, I certainly oh. would have killed myself. There would have been an accident. That would have been an accident. Yeah, that would have definitely. Well, and that was the other. I told him like, look, I don't, I don't wear a mo- I don't wear a helmet when I'm riding because yeah. I'm a moron. And I said, I, I'm terrified that if I hit this thing, it'll just shoot me into a mm-hmm. wall or that's something. what I would have done. Yeah. Would so. have done that. You can find, that's on our website, right? Yeah, if you, if, go you go to the the, if you go to the app or you down or you go to the website, 957therock.com, you can see all that and listen to it uh, in its entirety. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw, giving you the best they've got. <laughs> no, really. Winter. Is here, but we're getting temps in the 40s with some sunshine this weekend, Shaw. That'll Hopefully be nice. On Sunday, that sunshine will be, will be nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've seen the sun. Oh. Yeah, long, long time. So, But cloudy all this week and temps in the uh, upper 20s, low 30s. 
Obviously, winter uh, is long and dreary and not fun. There are a lot of things about winter that I don't like, but I don't know that if I were to answer uh, the question what the worst thing is about winter, that my answer would be getting covered in snow and freezing rain on the way to work. No, it would be the worst. Yeah. New survey asking people to name the worst things about winter and the top 10. Number one, getting covered in snow and freezing rain on the way to work. Okay. I mean, it's an inconvenience. Yeah, but how far do you have to go to get into your car? Really? Know, it goes from there to here. It's two seconds to go it's, across the it's street. It's extending, so now we're on the other side of it. It's not as bad, but my thing would be the darkness. I can't handle I mean, it gets dark at 4.30. That's, that's on there. Uh, yeah. Number four, never seeing daylight. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's getting better, though. I mean, you can. I mean, it's light until 5.30, quarter to 6 now. Uh, the worst things about winter, according to a new survey, uh, number 10 on the list, the wind chill. Yes. Yeah, that'll get you. Where it's like, oh, it's 10 degrees. Actually, no, it's 30,000 degrees below zero with the wind chill. Ice boogers. Uh, Number nine, speaking of boogers, runny noses. Yeah, just that constant runny nose just all the time. Everybody's sick. Uh, Number eight, black ice, Shaw. Black ice. Yeah, black ice is very dangerous. Did you know Decker fell this weekend on that? Yeah. And hurt him's hip on that? Yeah. Yeah, that can. I thought he had a little hitch in his get along yesterday. Big tree fall hard. Yeah. Okay. I see sidewalks. Yeah, put that on the list, too. This this gate, I know, you're waiting for somebody to recognize your movie quote. Yay, Brian. Wedding Crashers, man. Big tree fall. No, come on. Bradley Cooper. Uh, number seven on the list of the ten worst things about winter, colds and the flu. Yes. I think that would be higher. That would be Sick. higher for me. Yeah, like it, uh, usually in the summer, good to go, fine, all right. But I'm waiting for the call from Puck today. Yeah, he was in here oh, yesterday. All I just... was like, get out, get out, get out, get out. Number six, as you mentioned, icy sidewalks. This, this, that weird, shuffle. like, shuffle where you're yep. so afraid mm-hmm. to fall down and yep. you're... Especially as we get older. Number five, uh, watch out, that first step is a doozy. <laughs> Stepping into puddles. <laughs> so the slushy, man, like, if you're, man. you know, you're trying to avoid, or like, you step into the snowbank and you think it's going to be solid and give you support while you try to step over mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and the next thing, it disappears and yeah. you're in an avalanche into the into the slush. Foot soaking wet. Uh, number four, as we mentioned, never seeing daylight. Number three, similar dark mornings, you know, getting up and it's just, you know, it's pitch black outside. Uh, number two, this I, again, I don't know how these people put these so high. Number two on the list of the 10 worst things about winter, having an umbrella break during a heavy rainstorm. Are they asking people in Florida what's right. the worst part of it? It was a bit chilly. I had to put a sweatshirt on. An umbrella? On. I needed an it's umbrella. winter. Nobody has an umbrella. Has an umbrella. My umbrella broke during but the heavy know. rainstorm. No. I mean, yeah, it's frustrating when it's windy and rainy and you're getting stuck in a snowbank. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, did they, they talk to anybody who lives in a winter climate? Uh, and as we mentioned, number one, getting covered in snow and freezing rain on the way to work. Which, I, again, but you're prepared for it for the most part because you're wearing winter clothes. Last year when it hadn't Big been plowed, and it, or it had been, and at that intersection, right. I got stuck trying I'm to get try, out. And yeah, that guy trying to, to get to work in the snow. Right. I, like, my RAV got stuck in the snow that had been plowed, right. and that guy had to come and pull me out with a chain. I mean, that... I don't like. Again, I don't think those people really understand. An umbrella. My, my umbrella goes in the wind, Shaw. That, I when hate that. When my heated seats take too long. <laughs> How about when your battery doesn't start and you have to get a yeah, jump on a cold that. winter morning? I like just scraping windshields when Ooh. it gets that thin layer of ice My umbrella that. went upside down in the wind, Shaw. It went, went like this. I was reading. Mary little, Poppins. I flew away. <laughs> little pellets of the, rain. The or... potholes that form from the plowing and the weather. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like. How about that? That's right. a Wisconsin thing. Uh, that's, that's a Trust me, that's an all up here thing. It's anything up here where there's roads in winter. That's where it happens. More. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. You've uh, been to Vegas several times, right, Shaw? Uh, yeah, I have. Gene, you've gone? Yes. I've never been. I don't know if I should go. Oh, sure you should. Yeah, you I'm, should. I don't know if I can, Shaw. You know me, man, I got I got issues with vices. Well, that's the place for them. I to play know. Out. That's why I can't go. You've got to come back eventually. Never going to come back. I don't know. But uh, Vegas recently updating their tourism slogan. Yep. Uh, they were for years known as uh, what happens here stays here, you know, so that you can come here and do some scandalous stuff and no one's going to find out about it. Brian thinks mine's a little wordy, Shaw. Uh, nope. The new slogan is what happens here only, only happens, happens here. here yeah. Gene's slogan is. Well, it's the place where you can play the penny slot firehouse <laughs> hounds while you drink free champagne in your pajama pants till four in the morning. Oh, so. I, I like that. It you is like kind of lengthy. Yeah. Thanks. 
Thanks. Yeah, pajama a little, pants. A little wordy. I don't know if you can put that yeah, on the well, billboard. After a while, the champagne, you're like, <laughs> these not, pants are uncomfortable. I'm going to go change. Might not fit on a bumper sticker. <laughs> right. Here are some of the rejected Vegas tourism slogans. Okay. These are the ones that didn't make the cut, Shaw. They went through a whole litany mm-hmm. of them, mm-hmm. and what, what they came up with was what happens here only happens here. These are the ones that didn't make the cut. Where your kid's college fund goes to die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Las Vegas. Top rejected Vegas tourism slogans. Las Vegas is for lovers mm-hmm. of all the stuff your wife doesn't want you to do. That's right. Right, Shaw? Mm-hmm. Top rejected slogans for the Vegas tourism industry. The smell of desperation <laughs> and still cigarettes never gets old. Yes. Las Vegas. It does smell like that. <laughs> Las Vegas. Yeah. Come because you're itching to gamble. Leave because you're itching from hooking up with a No. Right? Rejected Vegas tourism slogans here on the Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. If there's a deadly virus going around, you'll find it here. You'll catch it in Vegas. Right, Sean? Yeah, you can. What happens in Vegas may just make its way into your divorce trial. (laughs) Right? Can't hide it forever. Yeah. Well, these social medias now, everything's getting posted, man. That's right. Vegas uh, changing their tourism slogan to what happens here only happens here. Here Mm -hmm. are some of the... Rejected Las Vegas tourism slogans on the morning sickness on 95.7 The Rock. If you think it's hepatitis, it probably is. <laughs> no? Yeah. There's some seedy elements there. Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like Reno, but with more teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Have you been to Reno? I've not been to Reno. No. Me okay. either. Uh, bring us an object. We'll fill it with strawberry daiquiri. Yeah, that's about right. That, that true. Gallon-sized buckets. Dude, that when I first went there, and they were like, you can just walk outside with your alcohol right. on the street and walk down or to the other casino. Or whatever you're I'm like, do. what? You're kidding, right? Mm-hmm. Las Vegas, proudly providing a chance for your daughter to strip her way through med school. Uh, right, pays the bills. Pays the bills, yeah. I'm a nursing student. Hmm. <laughs> Rejected Vegas tourism slogans here on the morning sickness on 957 The Rock. One more, Shaw. One last one. Vegas, the walk of shame, capital of the world. Yes, it is. Las Every Vegas. time of day, doesn't matter. Yeah, just see ladies in their pajamas playing. I like penny the slots. street uh, performers. There's some you know, really interesting. The NFL Draft's going to be there this year. That's going to be crazy. They're going to be on the water fountain. Mm-hmm. That's going to be nuts. That is. <laughs> By Caesars and the yeah. Bajo. And- the greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. Get that link I put on your Facebook page, Sean? Uh, which one? The toe guy. Oh, the thumb guy? Yes, I did. Did you get that? I saw that thing. Shake hands with that guy or what? Yeah. It was kind of like. Big high five. What's he got? He had a a thumb issue and uh, they replaced his thumb with his toe. And, uh,. The guy looks kind of like Dan Diger's cousin. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a cobbler and it had a severe thumb problem. And, so they uh, put a toe where the thumb they, used to they, be. They put a toe there instead of a thumb, and uh, it really does. Stick- it look does it look like a toe uh-huh. where a thumb goes? Yep. Or a, okay, sure does. Uh, does it? He was trimming the heel of a shoe in his shop when he suddenly became tangled in the machine and watched his severed thumb drop onto uh. the floor. And uh, unfortunately, they uh, couldn't uh, reattach the thumb. They said, "Hey." What about a toe? 99% of the time, probably don't care too much about your toes, right? You're just sitting in there in your shoes. You're not oh, using Would you rather be missing a big toe or a thumb? I'm not sure. Well, he's uh, on. Thumb, probably. You, the thumb's so important. You can't yeah, grab yeah, anything. Right. How do you grab stuff? Well, Without a thumb, Shaw. He's a cobbler. Kind of important to have a... Shaw. Mm-hmm. He said, straight away, I knew how bad it was, and I just worried that I wouldn't be able to fix shoes again. I cried my eyes out when I thought about it, as I thought I was going to lose my shop. I was more concerned about that than my thumb because this is my passion. Huh. This dude loves cobbling. Man, dude, to build himself a, some new shoes. This is a show. This is, there's something here. This it is all it. happened so cobbler? fast, but I felt no pain at all. And straight away, I just turned all the machines off and went outside for, uh, well, <laughs> the British word for smoking, uh, while I waited for the ambulance. Called the ambulance. They show up. He's got his thumb. Can't reattach it. Let's put the toe there. And much to Shaw's delight, <laughs> this man's walking around waiting to shake so, his hand. Doesn't look so so bad, Shaw. No, it's not. It didn't freak me out. Shaw, if that guy's hand is coming at you to shake your hand, are you going to shake it? Shake I, I shake his hand. Yes. Yes. There's it's a picture. Like, if you open up the link, you can see a picture of the missing toe as well. Like they just kind of just. I don't know, man. I might rather have all my toes. Why? 
Because it'd be hard to walk. You think it's hard to walk with one toe missing? Yeah. Wouldn't it be? I Seems like it. A big toe is important. Pushing off. And- you push. What are you doing when you're walking? Well, you're walking on your toes? I do walk on my toes, actually. All right. So the toes are very important to you. Yes. All right. Well, and so- don't, you don't really need a thumb. You're not hitchhiking all that much. <laughs> <laughs> you can walk. push the buttons here right? with your index finger. Yeah, four other working digits. Would the thumb be the one you would choose if you had to give up one of your fingers? No. No. Which one would you give up? The pinky. pinky. It's always the pinky. It's yeah. the small toe. It's the pinky. I mean, the ring finger. The you, go Dennis, you go Dennis Hopper in speed. You'd get rid of that pinky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> All right. So Shaw doesn't want a big toe attached. Dude, it's like a Disney movie. He's a cobbler. Oh, he <laughs> really loves First of all, loves he cobbling. loves cobbling. Oh, yes, he does. Yeah. Very passionate. And then he... Now he's he can make himself some new shoes for his deformed feet. Maybe that's the next. <laughs> it's not a deformed foot, Sean. It's, well, it's missing a toe. Well, yeah, sure, but it's not like it's Maybe all. Maybe that's the next wave of reality shows. Or something. We get away from baking and Legos and right. we get into cobbling. Really hard to keep a flip flop on, though. Yes. <laughs> Good point. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. No, really. Super Bowl, of course, this weekend. I think we're all uh, going to be watching. Are you, are you making mm-hmm. your plans yet, Shaw, for food? Are you figuring things out? You, uh, you know, little weenies and wings and such. Dips yeah. and chip. Snacks, stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing too major. Mm-hmm. Pizzas, maybe? You do a pizza? Yeah. No? Jean's got a buffalo chicken dip she's got to make. I got to make that. Mm, that sounds By good. request. Beers, though. Going to be drinking some beers, probably. Oh, New yeah. survey. Finding out the beers that people are going to be uh, drinking while they're watching the Super Bowl. Okay. Good that's number two on the list, by the way. Budweiser, the fully leaded, unleaded Bud Light is number one. Top ten beers that people are going to so drink. Bud owns the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, Bud Light at number one, Budweiser at number two, Corona at number three. Huh? Is not doesn't help you stay safe from the virus. No. You know that, right? right. <laughs> well. Heck of an idea, though. Sam Adams at number four. Coors Light, number five. Miller Light, six. Blue Moon, number seven. Huh. Heineken at eight. Uh, Michelob Ultra at number nine. These are just beers, by the way. This yeah. doesn't include any wine or seltzers or whatever. And then Stella Artois at Stella. Uh, number 10. Stella. Top 10 beers people are most likely to drink during the Super Bowl this Sunday. I'll drink whatever I have in my fridge. Yeah. I've still got some. Uh, I made a coconut uh, porter. Vanilla coconut porter mm-hmm. that's in my uh, in my kegerator. It's delicious. I had a glass or several yesterday. Mm-hmm. Might have a few more on Sunday. That'll be it on Sunday. You never know, Shaw. You never can tell. More. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. Green Day when I come around from the album Dookie, which is number one, Shaw, number one. I'm According like to uh, Loudwire.com, they have a list of the 50 greatest pop punk albums of all time. Okay. It's a great album. It is. It is by far one of the best when you think of that genre. Um, I certainly would put Green Day in there, mm-hmm. along with bands like Blink-182 um, and some others. There are some bands that are missing, however, on the top 50 albums in pop punk history that uh, I, I was surprised to see. Smash by The Offspring is not on the list. Okay. Green Day's uh, represented twice with American Idiot at number Mm -hmm. 11 and Dookie at number one. Um, No Offspring, no Ramones. I was going to say Ramones. It's hard. I guess it depends on how you look at the Ramones because they're a punk band, but they also played pop punk songs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like these upbeat, catchy, melodic. Uh, They probably didn't even consider them for this. How about the Sex Pistols? Sex Pistols not on there. Again, more of a, I think, just a straightaway punk band. I mean, if you were to tell me. The Clash. Nope. Oh, come on, man. Uh, so here are some of the bands that made the list. This is pop punk. This is yeah. pop punk, Shaw. So these, okay. most of these are more modern. I think the 80s is about where they kind of right. started to see pop punk bands start to arise. Um, some standouts uh, from this list. I wrote a blog about it, by the way, and you can check it out on our on our website, 957therock.com, or you can find the link to it on our Facebook page this morning. Uh, Less Than Jake. Um, their album Hello Rock View from uh, that was like mid to early 90s that, that was number 40 All American Rejects Move Along mm-hmm. Z93 played them for a long time number, number 29 on the list Blink-182 represented yeah. pretty well 
Uh, two of their, three of their albums actually are on the list of the top 50 pop punk albums of all time. Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. That's number 24. Dude Ranch, number 17. And then their big one, Enema of the State, at number two. That was right behind Green Day's Dookie. Good Charlotte only shows up once on the list, which I thought was kind of surprising because they're certainly a pop punk mm-hmm. band. I mean, they're kind of mainstream there. But, I would uh, say more mainstream. Some 41, two of their albums. Their first one and that. their second one. Their first one, of course, All Killer, No Filler. That was the one with Fat Lip. Uh, that was number five on the list. Uh, Does This Look Infected? That was number 16. Jimmy Eat World shows uh. up. The middle, obviously, everybody knows that one. From Bleed American, that was number eight. And uh, No Offspring, No Ramones. And, uh, you know, there's some Descendants are on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, no Rancid either, Shaw. Any Beasties? Nope. And they were kind of a punk band back when they first, first started. Like, way back in the day. But then they kind of delved more yeah, into a yeah, rap I would, scene. I would see that, I, that would definitely be rap rock. But you go back to, like, Paul's Boutique, you know, way back in the day. And, you know, they had some... Rock rap kind of yeah. crossover there, a little bit of punk in there as well, but no, no ska really on there either. And obviously the Boston's were kind of like a ska rock band that had some mainstream success with the impression that I get, but they were not on this list. Again, you can see the uh, article I wrote about it on our website. Go to uh, the Morning Sickness blog page at 957therock.com or check out the uh, link that I just put on our Facebook page, Shaw. All right. Top 50 punk pop. Uh, <laughs> what? Pop punk. Albums of all Almost time. a Linda Blair moment. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Be careful there. It was kind of, I had my it's own Linda the, Blair. Shotcock, Shaw. 24 seconds. bring that up. 24 second Shotcock. I got that if you want to hear it. No, I'm, I've heard it before. Okay, all right. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. Some interesting facts about Super Bowl 54, which, of course, is on Sunday. Hey, by the way, according to the Internet, the most searched food for Wisconsin is cocktail wieners. Yeah, I saw there was a list of uh, Super Bowl foods by state, and cocktail weenies was number one in, like, 11 different states. Yeah, uh, by the way, both Wisconsin and Minnesota, we like our weenies, and then seven-layer dip in Illinois, apparently. Part of that is because uh, they separated the dips into different categories Mm -hmm. as opposed to just one category. Of dip? Yeah. Um, I do like cocktail weenies, though. Chiefs and the 49ers have never met in a Super Bowl, but this is the second Kansas City versus San Francisco championship. Okay. As in 2014, the Giants beat the Royals in the World Series. This is the first appearance for the Chiefs in 50 years. In 1970, they beat the Minnesota Vikings, as did everybody, in Super Bowl IV for the uh, Chiefs' first and only Lombardi Trophy. Also, this is the uh, 49ers' seventh appearance in the Super Bowl. San Francisco went to five Super Bowls between 82 and 95, won all five of them. Returned to the big game in 2013, but lost to the Ravens that year. That was the uh, year the lights went out. Mm, Yeah, yeah. If the Niners win, they will tie the Patriots and Steelers for the most Super Bowl victories in the NFL Mm -hmm. with six. Chiefs, obviously snapping a 49-year Super Bowl drought. Now the Lions, the Browns, and the Jets have the longest active Super Bowl mm. droughts in the NFL. The Lions and Browns have never been to a Super Bowl. Chiefs are the consensus favorite to win, but just barely. They open as a one-point favorite. I think it's going to be a good game. I hope so, anyway. <clears throat> Chiefs head coach Andy Reid will be the 24th head coach in NFL history to appear in more than one Super Bowl. He previously, obviously, uh, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, led the Eagles to Super Bowl 39 in 2004, but lost to the Patriots. 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan making his debut as a head coach, and he and his dad, Mike Shanahan, are now the first father-son duo to make separate Super Bowl appearances. Mike uh, was the Niners' offensive coordinator during their 1994 title, then he led the Broncos to -to back-to-back titles in 97 and 98 with Elway. This is the first time in a Super Bowl that will uh, feature two teams with red as a primary uniform color. The Chiefs going to be rocking their home red jerseys with white pants. Good. While the 49ers will wear their white away jerseys with gold pants. <clears throat> Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes will be the fifth youngest quarterback to ever start a Super Bowl. The only quarterback younger than him to win was Roethlisberger back in 06. 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo has two Super Bowl rings from his time as a backup with the Patriots. He's looking for his first right. starting Leadership quarterback. Leadership role. Yep. 49ers went... From four wins last season to a Super Bowl appearance this season. 
The only other teams to reach the Super Bowl coming off a season with four or fewer wins in NFL history are the 99 Rams and the 88 Bungles. Hmm. Chiefs have gone with a pass play 61% of the time this season. The only teams with higher percentages prior to playing in a Super Bowl were the 08 Cardinals, who did it 63.1% of the time, and the 2009 Colts, 62.8%. Both teams, by the way, lost in the Super Bowl. Maybe passing isn't the way to go. 49ers have an NFL-high 57 sacks this season. They're the seventh team in the last 15 seasons to enter a Super Bowl with more than 55 sacks. The previous six teams, all won. And monetarily, obviously, you go to Disney World. It's nice to get the trophy, the rings, all that stuff. But each player that wins the Super Bowl on the winning Super Bowl Gets. team will get $118,000. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. No, really. I just started watching uh, last night. For some reason, I was just looking for something to watch for a little while before I went to bed. That uh, Netflix series, Pandemic. Okay. You, uh, oh, is this too hitting too close to home? Is that- well, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's uh, it's unique. Uh, I've I've never really I don't know. I, I have a hard time watching these things sometimes. Obviously, documentaries. You know, similar to the Blackfish thing. You know, uh-huh. the, the it's the a documentary or is yeah, it's a docu series. Okay, uh, but uh, you know, I mean, you got people that are out there trying to fight the flu, mm-hmm. uh, trying to fight swine flu and bird flu and this Stars flu and that flu and, and, and they're out there trying to develop draw and it, you know and it kind of takes you to the, and there's several different uh people roaming around the world doing different things you know whether it's in uh the congo whether mm. it's you know in uh india there's you know people here in america um but uh it's it yeah. so it's like the cdc or it's i mean no no it, these are all people like uh, more one like, guy a guy and a gal they're trying to develop a a, a, a cure-all essentially like uh, a vaccination for the flu uh just a one-shot type that's it and it takes care but the flu changes and it's mm-hmm. you know mutates and does all this different stuff has nothing to do with the coronavirus but it seems timely yeah and uh you know talking about all the different flus that we've seen you know now mm-hmm. and and china and unsanitary you know uh, uh handling of animals you know whether it's pigs or chickens or whatever uh, and where these you know flus come from, and trying to get to the root of that, and talking about Ebola, and, and, mm-hmm. and it's uh, oof. if you're already kind of on the tip of the iceberg, <laughs> like there, like push you right. right off, push you right off. It makes you want to wear a, a hazmat suit wherever you go. Mm. I mean, it really does. You just you're looking at these people walking around, and they've got those masks on. Yeah, and you're like, what good is that? You know what I mean? You think about it. Well, didn't you have that story earlier this week, Shaw, that there's been a run on those? But There saying- have been, but they're saying they may not really be all that effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the coronavirus has uh, been all over the news, by the way, and you've probably seen you know footage of, of mm-hmm. people in China walking around with those masks on. They've done that for years because of the smog mm-hmm. and, the, right. and the pollution. They're used to that. Um, but uh, Dr. Elizabeth Rosenthal is an expert on the masks and if they really work, and she lived in China and covered the SARS outbreak back in 2002, and she says most of the time the answer is probably not. Right. So it's sort of a mental trick, you know, that you say to your, like, hey, I'm going to put this on, I'm not going to get it, and then, you know, uh, if you're heading into a crowded space in the middle of an outbreak, it might be a good idea, but it's overboard to put one on every time you go out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say things like the coronavirus and the flu don't spread that easily outdoors, so you're, uh, unless you're in a confined space like a bus or a plane, and that was the thing about, uh, you know, they were talking about the uh, the flu outbreak back in the uh, nineteen uh, early nineteen twenties, and how all these sailors were coming home on boats, and that was the Spanish flu back in nineteen eighteen, yeah. and, and it killed all these millions of people, fifty million people worldwide. And, and now they're talking about how now, you know, three thousand flights are coming through New York uh, every single day, taking people all over the world, and how quickly that could become, you know, a you know an outbreak of something, but. Also, if your mask uh, did not block, the virus could still stick to the mask. So if you weren't careful, it would transfer to your mm-hmm. hands and you took it off. That's the other thing they say is the hand washing. Is right. Like, you know, we don't wash. Very important. You know, in this pandemic, they're talking about, you know, all the things you touch and all the things you do and all the, you know, plays. And obviously, you've got to build up some sort of immunity to it as you get older. But mm-hmm. um, uh, once a mask does uh, once a mask does get, does get contaminated, Shaw, according to this uh, doctor, uh, it has to be thrown out. Sure. No way to tell if it's contaminated or not. It's not like a black light type thing you can right. do. Uh, so people who wear them should be wearing a new mask every day. Otherwise, it's it's kind of pointless. Uh, this doctor, Elizabeth Rosenthal, says that uh, there is one thing you can do to protect yourself. Uh, wash your hands more. Mm-hmm. Even if it's airborne, you're more likely to get a virus by touching something contaminated like a doorknob. 
I mean, just think of all the things you touch in a uh, day. Right, exactly. You know, doorknob, uh, door handle, uh, you know, your steering wheel, uh, you know, your cart. computer, you know, whatever it is. So I've got this mouse here. I'm clicking that Drew had his hands on yesterday. I hope uh, he's done God, he's washing. so contaminated. He's so <laughs> gross. He's By the way, it. the World Health Organization is reconvening experts today to try to determine whether this outbreak should be declared a global emergency. So they're still trying to get their hands around it. They, we, they really haven't given us, whether it's the uh, Department of Homeland Security or the World Health Organizations, some tips on what we can do to stay safe. I don't, I'm not sure they know yet right. uh, what we can do and what the best practice is. Yeah, they got a doctor in that pandemic show. I think she's in Oklahoma, and she's the only doctor for like 5,000 people in the community, and she like has a 72-hour shift where she just lives at the hospital. Ugh. And if anything, I mean, she's that's it, you know? And they talk about how like if you have to drive, you know, people, if you have to drive 45 minutes to go to the hospital, a lot of people choose not to just because they don't want to make mm-hmm. the drive or whatever, you know? And it's like, and, and then by the time it... it they get really sick and they have to go and they have no other choice. It's too late and they can't do anything for them. And uh, she's like, I don't know what I do in a pandemic. She's like, I got, I, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. It's wild. Wow. I'm like three or four episodes in. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting stuff. So three way here on the morning sickness brought to us by fans, arcade pumping services. I'll be right back. I got to go wash my hands. Yeah. Just coat yourself and <laughs> just, yep. Gloves. I would assume if you're going to do gloves, you got to take them off, you know, uh, All the several time. times a day. Yeah. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. We discussed this a few months ago, Shaw, that I have OCD when it comes to being early. Yeah, that's uh, an understatement. So I was surprised to see on this list of little things that can instantly ruin your day. Being late was way down at number six. Because that, that would, if somebody said to you that that would be your answer. Uh, number one thing that can instantly ruin my day. And it's a little thing, and I get that. But for me, it's huge. Like, is being late. I can't, I, I don't even want to go at that point. If I'm going to be late, then why bother? I can't get there half hour, 45 minutes before everything I starts. I might as well not even go before. Don't even go. <laughs> five minutes? You, you want me to show up five minutes after things have started? No, can't do it. Don't want to do it. I don't so, want to stand in the line. I don't want to deal with people. I don't want to talk, I don't want to, talk to nobody. I don't want to be breathed on. I don't want any of it. I want to be early. I want to get both ahead of the crowd. <laughs> what, right, else, what else can yes, ruin I've my day? Notice that. <laughs> New survey asking people to name the little things. Little things. You know, not like someone dying. No, no, no. But just obviously. little things that can ruin your day. Right. Little Forgetting things. your cell phone. Uh, forgetting stuff is on the list. Uh, number, let's see. Number eight, you can't find your keys. Yeah. How about or, spilling something? Or losing your wallet at number seven. Um... Spilling, not not so much. Not really. Uh, maybe wardrobe malfunction is that's number one. By the way, wardrobe malfunction. Yeah. Like well, my socks don't match, or uh, leaving your fly down, spilling coffee uh, on yourself. That's what I was get, getting at. I suppose if you get up and you got a nice shirt and you're going to rock a new outfit, and then all of a sudden you're eating a hot dog and mustard gets all over you. Uh huh. My zipper was broken. My jacket yesterday did piss me off, though. I don't know if it's going to ruin my day. It it's didn't just, ruin my day, but I was like, pair of shorts. put on different Dang shorts. It. By the way, I wrote an article about this. You can go to 957therock.com or download our app and see it on the Morning Sickness blog page. It's also up on our Facebook page right now, Shaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, includes the audio of when we talked about my need to be early for everything. Uh, on this list of the 10 little things that can ruin your day instantly, number 10, realizing you're locked out of your place. That's a bummer. When I was a kid, I, I left my keys at home all the time, and I was a latchkey kid, so I would come home, and I'd be like, how the hell am I going to get in the house? <laughs> My parents aren't coming home for like three hours. So I'd have to always break into the house. Uh-huh. I had a window that I would leave unlocked, unbeknownst to my You've father. i had to do that before. Yeah. But uh, number nine, your phone breaks. That could be real. Oh. I wouldn't say that's a little thing when phones cost yeah. seven, eight hundred dollars. Right. Uh, a- usually cracked screen, though, so it doesn't yeah, really break, that's... break. It just, and nowadays, you know, with the otter boxes and everything you can put on them to keep them safe, it's not too, too bad. But. Little things that can instantly ruin your day, Shaw. Number eight, as we mentioned, you can't find your keys. Right. I think anything that you can't find, whether it's wallet, keys, yep. phone, anything. Come on, I'm on a timetable. Yep. You don't have time I, for this. I, I know I had it. Where did I put it? Uh-huh. Uh, going to be late. Number six, being late. I just don't know how that's so low. Being late, just would I would just turn right back around. <laughs> is there a window there? I mean, if you're like five minutes late, is that okay? It, oh. <laughs> oh. None of that's okay. Oh. Uh, None of that's like okay for him. suffering for me. <laughs> Uh, like there, I, it's only hap- I've done this show now. Uh, I've been the host of this show for over a dozen years now, Shaw. And I'm so in tune with getting up at a certain time that I don't even need an alarm. Right. My body just wakes up normally. 
I still set the alarm just in case, but mm-hmm. the few times, which I can probably count on one hand, that I've woken up late, I so, just uh, immediately. I just want to call Gene and be like, "I'm not coming in. I woke up My late. Schedule is off. I just I can't. Do I can't it. do it. I have no energy to come in and be around you people. It's that bad for me. Uh, number five, slipping on ice or snow. Oh well, that's a drag. Yeah, that's uh, that's, that's a drag, no matter what. Yeah, pick it back up and keep walking. Uh, number four, and this can be for anything. Uh, wardrobe preparation, or if you uh, don't bring an umbrella and it's going to rain that day, maybe you mm-hmm. don't check the weather forecast and you go to work and you think, oh, it's going to be a nice day, and then all of a sudden it pours and you're like, I don't have my umbrella. Yes. Or in the winter, you don't bring boots and it mm-hmm. snows while you're at work and you're like, yep. oh, dang it. Uh, number two on the list of the 10 little things that can instantly ruin your day, stepping in a puddle without the proper footwear. That first step is a doozy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, number one on the list, as we mentioned, a wardrobe malfunction, like leaving your fly down, spilling coffee on yourself. Breast That's gets, not a huge deal. Breast gets exposed at the Super Bowl in front of millions of mm. people. The wardrobe malfunction mm. of yeah. all time. I don't know if a wardrobe malfunction is really going Yeah, that's no big deal to me. I got a shirt that I, a Megatron shirt that I really like, but I somehow got bleach on it, but I'm still rocking it. I still wear it. Oh, that's, that's just the way it looks now. I can see where, you, Shaw, you get ready in your whatever, in your car going to your uh, meeting with a client or something, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you've got coffee all over your Is running crotch. out of gas <laughs> on your way to work a little thing, or is that oh, a big thing? That's, well, it's a little thing. If you're breaking your phone's a little thing, running out of gas is a little thing, but that happened to me one time. Running out of gas? Coming here. Completely like on the side like of the road. Like on the road. side of the road. What happened? Uh, some nice person stopped and drove me Did to Quick Trip and were? then I... Did they know who you were? I'm sure. I mean, there's only so many that's, people that's what out Gene at 5.30 li- in the thing, morning that sound like that's me. That's one thing Gene doesn't like. <laughs> hey, you're Gene, right? Uh, just keep going. I'll walk. I'll walk. <laughs> just keep... I don't want to get in the car with you. Just keep going. <laughs> no, they were very nice. <laughs> that is a drag, though. I just can't Run do it, Sean. Being late, man. It just drives me up right. a wall. Like, we're going to this Bruins game on Saturday. I'm already, like, I'm already kind of edgy about it. I just, we're going to be out with Molly, our friend, and we do some drink. And next thing you know, it's like. What I'm, time do you have to leave? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's not so much getting to the Minneapolis okay. and all that stuff. It's the game. It's like, mm. what time does the game start? You know, there's so a lot you're of going big, with Molly and your wife, and they and you need to get. Well, maybe Molly's you should not, just go separate. Molly's not coming <laughs> to the game. She got us the tickets. Mm. And so we're going to the game, but we're going to pregame it with Molly. And those things usually devolve into some sort of chicanery. Right. But I just, you know, and it's like, I got a chill game the next day. I got to get back here and then Super Bowl. So you're already worried about these days from now. Yes. <laughs> someone, someone like Gene than I thought. Someone has to be worried about me and my time. <laughs> the greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. I'm not sure why, Shaw, but apparently Gene gets freaked out by the Property Brothers. Yeah, what, what is it about him? I don't know. I don't know. I like the show. I mean, one remodels the house, kind of flips it, if you will, for the people who are selling it, and then they buy another house with the other guy. But they're, I don't know. It's just... I, it's just is it their looks? Or? Yeah, they're apparently twins. It's, apparently, it's, it's not just, the, just the fact that they're twins. It's the fact that it's this particular set of twins. They're almost like fake. Have you noticed the amazing similarity they have to one of our salespeople? I do. I don't, I don't know if I've ever even seen them. They look like Ben a lot. Uh, I don't. I don't see it. No. I mean, I I, I see where you get that, but they're too smiley. And their, see, ear, and their ears are see, normal. See, there's something a little, it's no. just, it's, uh, it's, I mean, they're good looking dudes, I, I guess. Think it's the it's teeth. Just, it's the, there's I think something it's the teeth that's and just... the smile. Because if you look at it, it's like, it almost looks like they took a Photoshop of one guy's mouth and put it on the other guy's mouth with the hmm. teeth and the smile. See, they're twin like, brothers, so they're going to look similar. Right, right. But I mean, yeah. it looks exactly the same. Not similar, exactly the same. The yeah. smile does. I, I can see why you would think they look kind of like Ben upstairs, but. Mm-hmm. Ben's, he he fights MMA, so he's got you know a bit of the cauliflower. Here's a different here and, picture of him. See? Yeah, it looks like one of them has been photoshopped in. The guy on the left <laughs> with the flannel, he looks like he's been photoshopped See? in. He's the flipper guy, right? He's the one that doesn't do the real yeah, estate, right? How do you know? Is well, it because he has to wear the, fan, the flannel? <laughs> You're the one with the flannel. I the guy with the work shirt on is the guy that does the work. The guy with the tool belt is and the I, one. Like, I, I enjoy the, I've seen the show, I enjoy it. And when they're one showing people the house and the other one's working in the room, it's fine. But when they are together, it's like something. So, they, like, ah. so they buy uh, crappy old houses. They don't buy houses. 
I'm say I'm selling my house, okay. and I would like to have things done it, to it to get more out of it. Okay, what so can that, I do? Right, they come in, and they go, okay, we're gonna do redo this kitchen, we're gonna do Tear this, and, this open wall, up and, yeah. and make it look really great, so you can get X more dollars for right. it, and then the and what's your budget on the other house? And then the other guy gets him a new place. We just so. bought our new house back in July, and we did a little bit with some fencing and some cement work in the back. Obviously, we spent a little bit of money. We haven't really done anything else though, other than that magic eraser, which is still one of the best things I've ever I've ever run across in my entire life. I'd be interested to see how much more money we could get for our house now. I told my wife that the other day. I'm like, I don't want to move. Don't get me wrong, but man, it'd be interesting to see if we threw this on the market now, like maybe in the spring when obviously all the snow's gone and whatnot. Just see what you know. I mean, what happened? Well, I mean, what if we could get another twenty grand for it? Would we sell? We didn't even do anything. I mean, we like legit didn't do anything. Be interesting. I mean, the market's still right, right, Shaw? Yeah, still is. Interesting. Interest rates are low. Still a good time to buy. I have to talk to my buddy Adam, see what the deal is. Then you'd have to move again. That's a pain in the butt. Yeah, yeah but it'd be worth it if you could cash in on 30 or 40 grand. Huh. You know? You're optimistic. Well, I, Without always, even really flipping. I mean, I didn't do anything. It's always interesting to me because they come in and they make their house look so beautiful, right? They get, and and then they right. move. It's like, well, why don't you, right, right, why you right, stay? stay I don't know if I want to move away from Sue. Did I tell you about her ice cream thing? Is this the lady with the coffee cake? Oh, God, I'm in love with Sue. I wish <laughs> my neighbor. Wish my wife would take some yeah. tips. She brought the coffee cake when you first moved in. What's the ice cream thing? So the coffee cake cake was a, uh, a welcome to the neighborhood gift, and uh, it was unexpected and it was amazing. Shaw, I mean, it might have been one of the greatest pastries I've ever eaten in my entire life. So now she has a moist thin and ice cream dense cake. and cinnamony and sh- and sweet and delicious. It was wonderful. I I had to stop myself from eating all of it. And then the other day, uh, I came home after it had snowed, and I, I plowed a driveway. She got a nice driveway. I, I dragged the snow out, plowed it across the street, made it all nice and neat for her. Parked was the nice truck. of you. I didn't see her when I was plowing. Yeah. She either wasn't around or was inside. So then later on, my wife had gotten home from work. Uh, Sue was out there doing something, and she said, you know, hey, thanks, you know, to your husband for, you know, plowing my, you know, driveway. Would he accept payment? And my wife said, no, no, no. He, 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 he's right. cool. He, and she's like, well... What about baked goods? And my wife, of course, knowing me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do that. Tubby in there would be happy to, <laughs> to eat some more of your baked he goods. Still remembers your coffee My cakes, giant yeah. fat piece of garbage husband in there would, would love really to. really like yeah. something baked. And then the other day she showed up uh, and it was an ice cream cake Ooh, that she delicious. had made. Really? Like one of the rolly So things? she took, I don't know how she did it. I don't know if she took. This can't be easy to make. I don't know if she took Oreos, like a package of Oreos and smashed them all up to make the base. But that was the base was the was Oreo cookies. And it was like, you know, half an inch thick. And we're talking about a, you know, a nine by nine pan here. So it ain't like, you know, I mean, you got to open up a couple packages of Oreos here. Can you buy that stuff like at the store? No. You just grind it up in the food yeah, process. Yeah, she just did it. So she took all those Oreos and, and, and took then on, just put ice cream and then on put, top? And then ha- must have had some ice cream and uh, put on top. And then there was like a chocolate and caramel drizzle thing. Oh, and my. she even brought over a little bag of peanuts that you're supposed to put on top. And she, wow, uh, that's very thoughtful. Oh, my God. <laughs> she really likes your plowing. And he really liked your ice cream cake. Mm-hmm. You can open your eyes I now, I totally moved next to the right lady. My other neighbors before, nice people, but... Never brought you baked goods. <laughs> not like this. Not like, I got to find other ways to entice Sue to bring me more food. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what's going on with the pastas and stuff. I'm all, I'm getting desserts now. Can you imagine what, if I get entrees? up into the entrees? <laughs> oh, maybe some apps. She brings over little hot dog things and mm-hmm, stuffs. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. No, really. Don't forget to check out the Super Bowl Halftime Show with Jennifer Lopez and Shakira, featuring all their top hit songs like, uh, well, featuring their famous backsides being shot from several angles, several angles, several angles, hips rotating and gyrating, a lot of rump shaking. Don't miss this global broadcast because their outfits don't completely cover the global backsides of J-Lo and Shakira. But you got a big booty. Brought to you by Bear Aspirin. Also sponsored by Booty Shine. Makeup for your butt. And O Cedar. Because with all of that dancing and booty sweat, we're going to need a good mop. O Cedar makes your life easier. The Super Bowl halftime show. Remember, they don't get paid to perform. Big, big and you're really going to get your money's worth. See you Sunday. J-Lo and Shakira, Shakira at halftime. Sports brought to us by Al's Auto Body here on the Morning Sickness at 95.7 The Rock. 
EA Sports running their simulated Super Bowl on the latest edition of Madden. And, and it's been right 10 of the last 16 years. Yeah, I know. They have a good run. And back in 2015, the game not only correctly predicted that the Patriots would beat the Seahawks, also got the score right, 28-24. But the last few years, EA Sports has been wrong. 2018, the simulation had the Pats defeating the Eagles 24-20, but the Eagles won that game 41-33. And last year, the Rams, uh, the game had uh, the Rams beating the Patriots 30-27, but the Pats won in a snooze fest 13-3. This year, Madden predicts the Chiefs will edge out the 49ers 35-31 with quarterback Patrick Mahomes being named the MVP of the game. In the simulation, the 49ers went up 7-0 in the first quarter and were still ahead at half, 17-14. The lead went back and forth in the second half, and then in the final minute, the 49ers were up 31-28, to but Mahomes threw an 18-yard touchdown in the last few seconds to seal the win. Take that. What, you will? There's a hippopotamus that apparently vomited on the Chiefs, I think. So the huh? the, the, the hippo that picks this. They got emo, emus and hippos and yeah, kangaroos. Yeah. There's some kind, of, some kind of hippo that apparently threw up on the Chiefs. Logo. And that's a good that, sign? That's, that's how they predict who wins. Okay. A website called housemethod.com asked more than 4,000 adults who they're rooting for in the Super Bowl, and 55, uh, 55.7% of them said the uh, Chiefs, while the other 44.3% are going with the 49ers. NFL also going to be releasing a visual album with all of the musical performances of the Super Bowl, including the halftime show with JLo and Shakira. Shakira. Going to throw the national anthem in there with Demi Lovato and America the Beautiful being sung by Yolanda Adams. Each musical performance with video will go live on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube shortly after they happen. You can also download them and save them on your pooter. And the NFL, (laughs) this has got disaster written all over it. NFL says they're going to print out tweets on the confetti, excuse me, for the celebration after the game. Unclear why they're doing this, but if you want your tweet to be possibly included, use the hashtag NFL Twitter. When you, I'm with the, uh, when you post your tweet, and it might appear on some of the confetti that comes down from the heavens. How and would ob- you? Obviously, get it. people are already tweeting out inappropriate things. I don't get it. So, there you go. Some uh, NFL stuff, Super Bowl stuff, big game on Sunday, Super Bowl 54. J Lo and Shakira, Shakira at halftime. We've got podcasting. Just funny as hell. This is all over again. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. Yeah, boy! Only on 957therock.com.